hello, hello. My name is Rula Jessica, and I am here to remind you that you don't need to look for love because you already are love. If you don't know what I'm talking about, keep listening to Lessons from Love Addiction. So going no contact, the concept of no contact after a breakup after breaking up with a situationship after grieving for a fantasy that may or may not have been based in reality first commandment go no contact one of the reasons why it's so important and no contact means no contact whatsoever as in no replying to texts no trying to find a loophole in the no contact and justify you reaching out to them as like, oh, I just, you know, need my toothbrush that I left at their house because I, you know, have this sentimental attachment to it. No, go buy another toothbrush. Stop justifying why you need to get this quote unquote closure or see this person one last time. You are delaying your healing. No contact means nothing. If I wouldn't have had the space that no contact gave me to really process and to really understand what that relationship brought up for me and subsequently what the breakup brought up for me, I wouldn't have even known that I was a love addict. I would have just perpetuated the cycle and found another, you know, emotionally unavailable or potentially physically abusive or emotionally abusive partner or maybe even another narcissist. And I do believe there's a seed of codependency in every narcissist because they rely on others to supply them with attention. And then there's a seed of narcissism in every codependent because it's like our actions and our feelings and our values even sometimes are determined by the other person the person that we are dependent on in our life that we're codependent on in our life and don't get it twisted I'm not saying at all that every codependent is secretly a narcissist nor am I saying that every narcissist is a codependent I'm just saying that they are both similarly manipulating their partner to get their needs met what do I mean by this like a codependent is obsessed with meeting their partner's needs in order to have their own needs met their need to feel needed their need to feel wanted their need to feel valuable that's manipulative it's manipulative in a similar way that a narcissist manipulates a codependent's generosity and care in order to get their needs met. Anyway, that's a whole other topic. I would actually love to delve deeper into that because that's a really interesting concept that was brought to my awareness recently and it really made a light bulb go off in my head as a codependent that has chronically attracted narcissists in my life. But... Yeah, no contact. So this is not limited to not contacting them. It's also not responding to them contacting you. It's also removing reminders from all around your house or on your phone of this person. It's catching yourself when you're in an argument with them in your head. Catching yourself when you want to text them a long paragraph about, you know, explaining how you felt or subconsciously waiting for a reply that will help you be able to emotionally get over the situation, the breakup, whatever it is. No contact means 
no contact. It means detaching. It means removing yourself spiritually, mentally, physically, and emotionally from the situation and giving yourself the space to process everything that the breakup had to teach you. And I remember my very first breakup ever. I was with this person for eight years. Was it a love-addicted relationship? Absolutely, 100%. Was I aware at the time that it was a love-addicted, codependent relationship? No, I was not. So, spoiler alert, there's no such thing as closure. We give ourselves closure. Like, the end of the relationship is all the closure that you need. The fact that either you don't want to be with this person anymore, they don't want to be with you, or you're not making each other happy, that is the closure, It's never going to be more closed than that. And anything we tell ourselves that we need after the fact, it's just our ego trying to make sense of the situation and trying to lessen our pain. But it actually keeps us stuck in a loop of pain because we are fooling ourselves into thinking if we can just hear this specific set of words said in this way from this person that we will not hurt anymore. And that's a lie. That's a lie that we tell ourselves. There's no such thing as closure. The only thing that I know for a fact is true is that the only way we can lessen the emotional pain and end up moving on quicker is by going no contact. At least, I would recommend at least 30 days. I know obviously if you have children with this person or if you have a business with this person, that might not be feasible. But even in those situations, I would recommend keeping your contact to a minimum, to the absolute bare minimum and try not to get any personal feelings involved with whatever situation it is that you need to deal with this person and you need to keep contact with this person on if it's about the kids keep to the kids you know keep the conversation to the kids what you need from each other if it's about a business keep it strictly business resist the urge to you know ask them about their life ask them how they're doing or reply to any questions of theirs about your life and how you're doing you're getting into murky waters when you start asking questions you have so many emotional ties to this person you're in a relationship with so even though it's over if it's still fresh if the breakup is still fresh they still have effect over our emotions and when our emotions cloud our logic we are not seeing clearly and therefore our perspective on the breakup on the situation even about our even about ourselves is tainted by whatever feelings of unworthiness whatever feelings of failure can have, have potentially come up with this breakup So detaching is absolutely vital. And one thing that I did not follow, one thing that I just could not do after one of my latest breakups was I didn't delete pictures of us off my phone. I didn't delete videos. I didn't answer his texts. I didn't answer his calls. I didn't respond to him when he literally showed up at my house at my front door. But I still kept pictures. I still kept videos. I don't know why I did that. It's almost as if I wanted to hold on to an idealized version of what I wanted that relationship to be. It's something that I'm still processing. It was detrimental to my mental health and it definitely delayed my healing. It definitely delayed my healing. Because I would see myself, even after I had distanced emotionally from this person, um, and I was able to see the relationship for what it was, and really come to terms with how much I had abandoned myself in that relationship, and how much I was looking for this person's approval of me, to the point where I'd lost myself and I ended up hating myself. 
But yeah, one of the things that I did not really take into consideration was how much looking at these pictures and videos of this person made me kind of cling on to this idealized version of the relationship and it was kind of like I almost started conditioning myself to not think that it was as bad as it was and that was dangerous because then when he called me like we'd been no contact for like maybe six months but then when I got that text when I got that text like hey I'm so and so this is my new number just check in and see how you were oh my goodness did I start spiraling I wanted to answer him I wanted to know if maybe he changed if maybe if he had understood how much he hurt me uh I was going back and forth with myself should I answer should I do this and it was because every now and then I would look at these pictures and I would think that it wasn't so bad so I connected all of these things in my head I did not contact him back thank goodness I'm so proud of myself for that because it's so so hard i deleted those pictures i deleted those videos i stopped looking at them i stopped looking him up on social media to see you know what he was doing and then eventually another six months had passed and then when he contacted me again i was able to block delete and go on with my day and i was not nearly as emotionally affected as i was the first time he had contacted me after no contact when i had been you know looking at him in social media looking at pictures of him looking at our old videos fantasizing once i deleted all that it was so much easier to move on after every breakup i'd ever had but especially i would say my very first one and my very last one felt like physical pain i would be crying in fetal position in my bed just rocking back and forth tears pouring down my face praying to source to take this pain away from my heart arguing with myself about whether i should reach out to him whether i should just call him and hang up because maybe hearing his voice would alleviate some of the pain i was feeling would take away my loneliness some of the things that helped me when i was going no contact with my ex definitely definitely have someone that you care about on speed dial preferably a fellow love addict like my really really good friend that helped me get through one of the worst breakups in my life and helped me discover that I was also a love addict because I mean who knows what we are going through better than someone similar to us right and only if that's possible only if that's possible if not someone that knows about the situation knows what you endured knows about the breakup and knows you and someone most importantly of all that you trust it would be best if this is someone that had gone through something similar that has gone through something similar like for me it was a really really good friend of mine that was also a love addict and had gone through this really intense breakup a little bit over a year before and just could completely relate to my experience I had her on speed dial and bless her heart she listened to me every time he would send me flowers she'd be like I'd call her I'd be like oh he sent me flowers isn't that sweet she's like throw that shit away remember what he did to you remember this this and that and she would get my head straight And another thing that I had done right after the breakup is I had written down 
every single thing that he had done to make me feel like shit and every single thing that I had done to betray myself in that relationship. Like I would miss work because he'd be having, you know, a panic attack and I wanted to be there for him. One, something similar had happened for me. He wasn't there for me and I grew resentment uh, towards him. Or he had cheated on me multiple times. I'd found evidence of it and he'd even admitting it. He'd even admitted it to my face and laugh. That's something that I wrote down, how that made me feel. So I wrote down all of these horrible things that I had endured during this relationship and also all of the ways that I betrayed myself. Like, oh, I had stayed over his house and cleaned up his house when I had neglected my own or I had missed work to be there, you know, missed out on money that I could have been making. I betrayed myself. I betrayed my colleagues. I betrayed my judgment. I wrote all of these things down, list form, bullet point, and then every single time I would miss him I would go back and reread that and I would just get so angry and upset that there was no way in hell that I would be contacting this man Uh, and it gave me just like this extra little cushion yeah okay of anger maybe it's not the best emotion to feel but in that particular moment anger helped me protect myself And I vowed to myself that I would never let myself make myself or make someone else or have someone else make me feel like that again. I would reread this list. It would re-strengthen my resolve. I would call my really good girlfriend. Those are the two things that saved my life in this period. Saved my life because had I gone back to that relationship, it would have just gotten worse and worse and worse and I wouldn't have allowed myself the space to really take a good look at myself and realize that I didn't like what I see and start making the changes that have led me to where I am today which is the happiest point that I've ever been in my life so no contact gives you the space removing pictures and reminders and videos and just different things around your house clothes maybe that they've left there or given you or gifts that they've given you removing these things helps give you actual physical space which translate as mental space which translate as space around your emotions where you're able to see them in objectively and they can then become your ally rather than controlling you so no contact for at least 30 days definitely remove any reminders that you have in your physical space uh, that reminds you of this person have someone you trust on speed dial explain the situation to them Hopefully they are able to understand and relate to what you have gone through on some level. So they're able to just be this loving, compassionate presence in your life. Do not reply. Resist the urge to reply to anything they send you. Block and delete immediately. Like even if you think it gives you some false sense of control to look them up or, you know, mutual friends that you guys might have in common to, on social medias just to see what they're doing and that gives you a false sense of control and a relief. Resist the urge to do that. Like delete the app off your phone if needed, if you can't control yourself definitely block them definitely remove any mutual friends if you can of course if it makes sense that could potentially tag them in a photo that you might see that could trigger you and delay your healing and then afterwards once you've had that 30 to 60 to 90 days no contact and you have grieved this relationship or at the very least begun the process of grief of this relationship because this is 
a process that you need to grieve. This relationship once upon a time was something that existed as an idea in the universe, no matter if you guys were both on the same page about it at the time, but at least for you, this is something that made you happy, at least for a little bit, because, you know, we don't, as humans, stay in situations that give us absolutely no benefit and don't leave them unless we're hostages, of course. Uh, But that's a whole other story. (laughs) But once we've allowed ourselves to grieve and once we've given ourselves the space to really see all of the lessons that this connection had to teach us and see how it has shaped us and changed us and molded us as a person, we can't do any of that. We can't do any of that if we're still in contact on an emotional level, if we're still in contact daily, if we're still reminding ourselves and triggering ourselves about the feelings that we used to feel and what these experiences mean. So once we've given ourselves the space with no contact to really grieve, to really change our perspective, we have begun recovering. We have begun healing. And then we can begin to either get back out there you know, start dating or maybe even reinvent ourselves because we've given ourselves the time to understand what went wrong on both or either sides, how we can apply those lessons moving forward. We've gotten to know ourselves better in the time that we were single and we were no contact. That's another really important uh, thing that I would recommend is definitely staying single during no contact and giving your heart a break because just jumping into you know another relationship whether this is casual whether this is sexual or whether this is emotional is like putting a band-aid over a bullet wound to quote my girl Taylor Swift to jump into another situationship, relationship, emotional entanglement, so fresh out of a relationship that has rocked your world or a breakup that has shattered you. Definitely give yourself the space. I gave myself a year before I was even romantically speaking to anyone. I gave myself a year before I was even open to any kind of of romantic interference in my life because I'm a love addict and I know how quick I am to attach to people and my history proves that most of the time these were people that I was attaching to that were not good for me and that in the end would just cause me even more trauma that I need to recover from even more heartbreak that I need to process so no contact absolutely essential ingredient in recovery from love addiction and also I would say just giving your heart a break just giving your heart a break you know no texting people that you might be interested in replying to dms sending nudes sexting going out with date on dates fantasizing about like the I and I know it's really hard I know it's really hard because we want that attention we want that validation from outside sources but a year is so good a year is is such a good time to just be alone and really get to know yourself and redefine who you are and establish this relationship with yourself because 
at the end of the day, the only person that you're going to be in a relationship with until the end of time is yourself. So it's like, let's make it a happy one, yeah? And like I mentioned in my previous episode, you are not alone in this. And if you feel alone, feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram or TikTok. Just search for Lessons from Love Addiction. My handle is Lessons from LA. Shoot me a DM. I will respond. To be honest, I'm still figuring out TikTok because I am a geriatric millennial and I really have no idea how it works yet. But <laughs> yeah, if you feel alone, if you're going through it, if you feel like reaching out to someone that is not good for you, shoot me a DM instead. I will respond. And we're in this together.